everybody this is Gabby Bodie in a new episode of The Gab. Today I'm very excited to have my very good friend Megan Gunnell. She's a psychotherapist and the founder and director of the Thriving Well Institute. So how are you Megan? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. So um, Megan you're starting this new institute. You've had a very wonderful career. So I want to start with how do you feel as a woman over 40? I feel fantastic. I think that the 40s really grabbed me by the shoulders and helped me um, awaken to my own potential. I didn't have that shaky feeling that I had in my 20s of trying to figure out what I know, what I didn't know, you know, where am I going, who am I, and all those questions that I think an early um, career professional uh, has running through their mind. But when I hit 40, I really had this sense of claiming my identity as a professional and as a person, as a wife, as a mother, um, as a community member, and an entrepreneur. Yes, wonderful. So what's the thought that gets you out of bed? What gets you out of bed? Like, you know, and I'm not talking like the meditation or the alarm clock or like, you know, because I know that everybody that is successful has a routine but what is the thing that excites you that goes okay let's let's go do this well I think what got me really fired up about creating this Institute and still is what gets me out of the bed sometimes before 5 a.m. because I'm an early bird by nature but I do feel on fire about this project is that I really have this idea that so many clients that I work with and Friends that I've talked to have complained that they feel like they're just spinning in circles, feeling chronically overwhelmed, always stressed out, and like they're just surviving their life. And I felt that after years, 20 plus years of being a therapist, I've seen a lot of clients, probably thousands of clients, who have um, expressed this concern. And I thought, you know, I think I have a model to help them move their lives from surviving to thriving. And so when I get up in the morning, honestly, I'm so on fire about sharing the ideas that I have, the formula for you know what makes people thrive, and how does that include self-care and mindfulness and all these things about gratitude practices and positivity, and why does that help us with coping and help us in our lives and relationships? It just makes me wanna reach a bigger audience, and that's, I think, what the Institute is all about. So, for example, um, everybody starts with a program or an improvement plan or a wellness plan, right? And they have their goals and this, you know, 28 days and 10 weeks and this and that, and they're going to stop smoking or they're going to lose weight or whatever. And then, you're right, they go into a circle and they don't do whatever they were going to do, and, but then they get motivated again and then they start again and then they want to get things done. And so... With the Institute, you want to, so basically what gets you out of bed is the motivation to help all these people. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And then, so you have found a way to put together this formula that you talk about that you've been doing one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. with people into, what are you, what is it that you're going to offer? Like, is it like a seminar? Mm -hmm. Is it like, how, how, mm -hmm. how are you going to? cut that into bites for people to then yes. get to where they need to be. We've got a three-arm plan for the Institute, and it involves coaching, events, and speaking. 
And so the entire mission is that we are committed to helping people and businesses learn how to thrive. And so what we're gonna do is offer coaching packages either individually or for therapists and wellness providers who want to learn how to thrive their private practice or maybe even build successful, um, effective uh, retreats and workshops. Or I'm also spinning into a little bit of coaching now for small business owners and co-founders. I'm finding that co-founders and business partners sometimes have a little bit of difficulty with some of the same kinds of issues I see in couples therapy. They have wow. difficulty with communication skills, um, their interpersonal relationship um, could be improved, and it's kind of inhibiting their businesses from thriving. So I'm doing a little bit of that work right now too, and I'm branching off to do a little more coaching in that direction. As far as the events go for Thriving Well, we can help custom design a one-day event for a company that wants to maybe bring a wellness arm to their employees. We so know. When, when you, let me just interrupt right there. When you say that you are going to help them to put together, was, would that mean that they, you're going to help them bring whatever coaches or you're offering the coaches of your institute and put it together in that way. Mm -hmm. So for example, um, a small company or even a larger hospital um, organization that might be wanting to prevent uh, physician burnout or address staff retention, for example, might call us and say, hey, you know, we would love to offer a one day event um, for our employees, something that helps them fill up their toolbox with strategies for success things that help them thrive, like self-care tools, clinical um, proven strategies that are research-based that help people really make a difference with mindfulness, meditation, yoga, um, how to reframe your thinking, gratitude practices, and so on. So if someone wanted to create a one-day event, I could take it from you know the beginning phases all the way through delivery, or they might have their own speakers in mind, or we could bring people to them. So we do one-day events, weekend events, and week-long events, and they're a way for people to learn how to have like a thriving concept in an immersion experience. So people are not taking care of themselves. They're not. We're not, yes, I mean, it's, it's obvious when you look um, around your neighborhood and at your workplace, people are chronically exhausted, stressed out, and they're reaching the end of their bandwidth. They're having trouble with patience and coping, and the, the entire recipe has to go back to self-care. I find that when I work with clients individually, and I've done this for such a long time, that people come to me in crisis, and no matter what the crisis is, I find that if they really take a moment and take a careful look at the inventory of what they do on a regular basis with regards to sleep, nutrition, exercise, outlets for stress and socialization, they will be able to increase their capacity for coping and reserve. And if they don't, they fall I think, apart. I think it's, it happens because it's easier to call you mm -hmm. than to go and do the work. Yes. Like sometimes it's easier to just grab a glass of wine than to go for a walk or mm -hmm. exercise or get consistent. Right. And I think that it comes, like, we can apply the one day at a time thing, right? Like, mm -hmm. like if you think about 28 days of doing something, it sounds impossible. Right. And it's just easier to just drink the glass of wine or whatever. Sure. But if you go, okay, no, but today I'm just going to make a better choice, then you go from there. And, and like you said, when people feel overwhelmed, then you are 
changing their mindset, right? right? Like, don't go this way, go this way. And in the long run, you'll feel better. Exactly. I find that people are really good at those fast decisions that help them numb. Yeah. Right? Like the too much social media or grabbing a glass of wine, like you mentioned. Um, you know, any other kind of numbing technique that you can think of, um, overspending or shopping online, oh, all those yeah. kinds of things, right? Mm-hmm. So we all we all have those opportunities to kind of slip into a numbing habit and sometimes it perpetuates into something more like a full blown addiction. But the Thriving Well Institute, the mission is so clear. We're helping people come back to a sense of center and self. And if they really practice a healthy, impeccable self-care routine and follow a formula of really paying careful attention to living in the now, practicing mindfulness, increasing your gratitude, and looking at self-care, I find that people within about a month Mm -hmm. feel like remarkably better because they're able to cope they don't feel as short-tempered. They feel like they're ringing out more joy in their everyday life, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, with their family members or with their kids or with their partners or even at work. They don't feel so um, in, a, in a state of constant overwhelm because that's no way to live. And I and think be- because they're happy with themselves a little bit more. Yes. And talking about yes. happiness, what is um, what makes you happy? What's the one thing that makes you happy, like, with you? Like... I don't know, uh, the sunset, you know, what's one thing that always makes you happy that you can always circle back to? You know, for me, that's a great question because I always try to ask people to tune into themselves too, to know, like, get to know yourself, right? You know, are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? How do you recharge? How do you take care of yourself? For me, I feel most joy when I'm present, when I'm really engaged and present, when I'm really fully in front of what I'm in front of. And when I'm not feeling distracted or pulled in a million directions or feeling short on time or short on patience, I find that, you know, different activities give me that sense of satisfaction. For example, cooking. When I'm really in front of a a complex recipe, um, I really enjoy that experience. You have to pay attention. Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm, I'm, I'm in a sensory experience, too. Right. Right? I'm awakening my senses, which is part of the practice of mindfulness, which I think a lot of people dull and numb because they're so busy thinking about what's next yes right absolutely Mm. like they miss i was watching a movie about um this man that can come can go back in time Mm -hmm. and like redo the one day and the first day he's stressed he's tired and then when he goes back he goes today i'm just gonna look at everything you know yeah. and if the same things happen but he's looking at the room where he's working and the people how they're happy and blah blah right, blah so right. like basically go through life with your eyes open exactly um that's it so you ha- help so many people deal with difficult things what is your best tool to deal with difficult issues in your life well I I find that it helps people to remember that our biggest challenges are temporary right even the the biggest hardship that you can imagine facing isn't your new normal and Mm. I think so many times people when they're in a situation even a crisis or a trauma um, a, a conflict or an argument or whatever it might be if they're triggered or upset I think it's really hard for people to move away from the idea that this is just temporary. 
Absolutely. And we, if, we, if we can try to just sort of ride the wave of that experience, knowing that it will resolve, if we have a healthy toolbox of tricks at our disposal, it resolves much quicker and much more effectively than if we don't. If we're reaching for our numbing tools, like the drinking, spending, right. you know, whatever, then we're going to find ourselves um, perpetuating that state of suffering. But I think we have to stay unattached to the outcome there, you know? I think we have to be aware of the fact that nothing is permanent and things are always changing. That's a philosophy I feel like comforts people when they're really in stress. Yeah, because then they can look forward to something mm -hmm. else and then focus on the, on the positive stuff of the moment. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so, like, I, I like to follow several people and read about people and that's how I get some of my ideas so who who inspires you and it can be peers or celebrities and and not only professionally but in your life well you inspire me for one thing here you are creating this amazing <laughs> podcast I mean that's just like you just are never afraid of a new challenge so I get a lot of inspiration from my friends And um, as far as professional role models, I'm always following what Brene Brown is up to. I'm reading all of her latest books. Um, I love her research on vulnerability and shame. I think it is a huge contribution to my field of social work. And I think it really helps people understand how normal it is for us to feel those things and how hard we all try to move away from those things and what we do to make sure that we're protecting ourselves from shame when really what we need to do is get the courage to sort authentic, of cozy yeah. up, right? To yeah. the vulnerability that we fear so much, yeah. right? Yeah, and authenticity. Yeah, I, I also, that's, that's where I'm at. I think that it's time to let other women know that they're not alone and people in general you know like we feel so in this world of so much connectivity we feel so lonely and and, and alone and so true and not like it used to be so simple mm -hmm. right you would have your job and you would do this and you would do that and and but now our kids are connected to a million things and we have to know what is going on so we can help them too And then people start to get lonely because, you know, they're just receiving all these messages. And then where is, like you said, the moment of interacting with what's right in front of you? Right. Well, I think just dovetailing on that, I always find women resonate with this message that in society, especially in America, there's constant messaging that we're not enough. Mm -hmm. When you look at the lineup of magazine articles as you're just checking out of the grocery store, it's constantly telling you that you could be doing more. You could be thinner. You could be cooking better. You could have a better career. Your house could look prettier. You could design this nicer. You could do that for your kids. And I don't see that same kind of messaging happening for men yes. um, as much, but it is really interesting. It's like this plaguing effect for women that we're constantly feeling like we have to be perfect and we're never enough. And, to, you know, it's just not helping us we're not feeling healthy in that model like sometimes you feel okay and then you read a magazine and you figure out all these problems that you have right that you didn't know you exactly had. thanks a lot right fix <laughs> yeah, that real like, simple i yeah. stopped reading magazines because like all your problems solved and i'm like wait i didn't think i had any of these problems right right exactly all right well i have one final question for you and i this goes to You're opening the Wellness Institute, and it's a step into a stage of business that is different from 
being a psychotherapist one-on-one. So how do you feel you have evolved from being, so so doing a service one-on-one and being there for your patients to now going into this institute? Like what was that evolution? You started first, you graduate, you you start with your practice, and then you started with retreats, and then tell us about that evolution. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing my work as just a, my name, Megan Gunnell, you know, psychotherapist um, here in Gross Point, Michigan for a really long time. At, well, pre- previous to this, I was in other cities as well. But um, I recently was invited back to be a speaker at the Bryant University Women's Summit in Rhode Island. And when I was there, I, was, I met a thousand other women who were also there that are running their own companies and doing all these wonderful things. And, um, and all the breaks and the networking and the lunch and the dinners and all of that in between the inspiring speakers, um, I was talking to a lot of these women and they said, what company are you with? What company are you with? And the question kept coming to me over and over. Yeah. And the night after I landed and I came home from presenting at the summit, I opened the Institute in my mind. And Absolutely. I, I thought, this is it. We're going to yeah. do it. Yeah. So I just wanted to take the whole platform to a larger audience um, and, and kind of brand it under something that was super accessible because who doesn't want to thrive? And yeah. we, we all deserve that, right? Yeah, yeah, thrive well. Right. Right. And you're, and incorporating your other um, retreats that you do. Exactly. And, under and et cetera, under that same umbrella. Right. Yeah. I am also, th- th- it comes to a point when, when you're, when we're after 40 or professionals or we, our kids are grown, et cetera, that we cannot just do the one thing. We kind of have created an umbrella because yeah. we diversify because we know more, so we do more. And that's that's also very important, um, how people would ask you, what company are you with? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, hmm, okay, well, yes. I mean, I'm just going to create my company. And yeah. that is fantastic that's great it was a very organic process and it happened so quickly I can't even describe it I feel like I was catching the coattails of the Institute and um, it just it's gotten away from me so fast I can't believe it and we're super excited to have our launch event coming up on June 2nd and that's gonna be a fabulous day it's open to the public we've got some inspiring speakers some pop-up shops and the whole theme is revolved around how do we thrive in our lives? How do we thrive in our physical health and financial health and our intuition? And um, the pop-up shops and the exhibitors will also have a theme of supporting a thriving lifestyle. So we're excited. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you. And we'll be able, we'll we'll make sure to to check you out as as everything continues to go further. Thank you so much.